This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 477 of Shutters Inc., the episode where we dare you to hold your breath for the entire length of the episode. It shouldn't be too difficult to manage. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and on the other end of Skype, the housebound Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoworkshops.com.au. How are you? Oh, <laughs> hello. How has your week been? Okay. I figure if I talk slow enough, the episode will go longer. Yeah, I figured that's where you were going with it. We might get some duration. We might get past the ten-minute mark. I'm thinking you're doing your best Dory impersonation. Talking talking to whales. (laughs) Uh, How's your week been? Yes, I'm. I'm in. I'm in lockdown again. It's as of uh, midnight last night. Right. Um, We're in lockdown for the next six weeks. Jeez. And uh, as a starting point. Yeah. Right. Six weeks as a starting point, and then we'll uh, we'll 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 take it from there. And seems that we now have uh, more cases per day. Then at any time during March, April, May, June. Wow. It's And get ready because it's going to hit you guys too. Yep. And it's going to hit all of Australia, all these Australian states who are going, <laughs> Victoria. Yep. Victoria will be going, yeah, you guys too. Yeah. Because this sucker is, yeah, resurgent. Yeah. But and here's the thing. For the people listening overseas, I was talking to, I was talking to my mate Ken Kamineski the other day who's yep. uh, based up in Canada. And I said, well, look, we're going into lockdown as of, you know, at that stage, it was tomorrow night, midnight. He goes, oh, really, again? I said, yeah, I said, yeah six weeks. He goes, well, how bad is it there? I said, well, uh, the country just had its 106th death. Yeah. And he just about fell off his chair because <laughs> his, 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 just his town, his city alone had over a 1,000, let alone the country. Yeah. And, of course, that's... Canada's had it very light compared to it, it, its southern neighbours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- that, that we go this extreme and we've had... Uh, this week, 400 cases, I'm guessing. In Victoria, yep. With one death. Yeah. Uh, compared to that to 60 plus thousand in uh, Canada's southern uh, border region. You know, that little bit between Canada and Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're, they're having 60,000 a day. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're on 500 a week and the entire, and the entire uh, state is, well... The entire metropolitan area of the state is, is locked down for six weeks, yep. so regional areas aren't, but that's really just a matter of time. Yep. And then it looks and before, like... And before anybody says, oh, yes, but America's got a much greater population, yeah. they've only got ten times as many people as we do. And <laughs> You're just going to extrapolate it out. Our number yeah. is much less than one-tenth of this. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say it's more like yeah, one fifteenth of their population, but still, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of the uh, Pedantic Society. Okay. Yes. Right. And of course, I'm a founding member of the AAA, uh, Australians Against Acronyms. Right. Excellent. <laughs> That's the two clubs that let me in. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. But yeah. So we have we have very 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 little, um, very low amount of cases. But once again, yeah. you know, it, it's it, you don't want to overwhelm hospitals uh, and yeah, the whole medical system. I mean, and and I guess the thing is too. I mean, here's here's another difference to some other places in the world. If you want to get tested, you can. Yeah. You can. My local hardware store up the street. Uh, which is a big hardware store. It's a big green one for anyone in Australia who knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Out the front of them is a massive tent with two lines of cars going through. And if you want for your own pleasure, and I'll use that term very loosely, uh, <laughs> to go get tested, you can just rock up there and get a free test and you're done, you know, and you'll find wow. out within a day or so. And they're, they're peppering. All, all, there's six of those stations uh, within a 10-minute, 15-minute drive of my place. Yeah, right. But, of course, you're not allowed to drive 15 minutes because yeah. <laughs> they've got police out there with scanners scanning your licence plates oh, and, wow. uh, and checking checking what suburbs you're from and locking down on you, you know. Wow. So so they're, they're pretty. Uh, and uh, they um, 
the they've closed the border to New South Wales, of course, up to your state. Yeah, uh, and they've used the most they've used the most draconian of measures I've ever seen to stop it. Oh. They put they lined the border roads and the border with cans of international roast coffee. <laughs> right, because Victorians they love a good coffee and yes. they see that and they run away. So they, <laughs> they approach the border, see the international roast, and turn back and run. Is that what New South Wales is like? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we interesting, in coffee there, interesting that you should mention that because I have a former work colleague who I... Who likes uh, international roast. No, no, who used oh. to work at ARN back when I did. Uh, but she now lives in Albury-Wodonga. Oh, but she tough, lives yeah. on the Victorian side of the border, but she works, works on the New South, South Wales, Wales side. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite a swim across the river. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Mexicans crossing the river again. <laughs> uh, don't be racist. Um, or countryist, as the case may be. So, so, so for those who don't know, that that's a, a, a massive river that, that um, uh, yes, that covers divides, most of the border between divides New, South New South Wales and, Wales. and Victoria. Yes, Victoria the Murray, and, Murray and this river. town, there's two towns, Aubrey and Wodonga. Uh, they're kind of, you know, they're almost like one big town. Yeah. But they're kind of two medium-sized towns on either side of the river. So one's a New South Wales town, one's a Victorian town. And there's going to be a lot of people up there in that same uh, oh, site. Oh, in the same There's also another big town. Not quite such a big town, but further down, Echuca, Moama. Yeah. So Echuca's on the Victorian side, Moama's on the New South Wales side. But this, yeah, is a bridge and everyone crosses back and forward to do work and live. And yeah. that's not going to be happening. So I said, uh, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. <sighs> It's different, a little bit different this time around. I mean, people aren't out panic buying. Uh, they, they started yeah, a little bit good. and then they stopped. Yeah. They sort of went off a little bit and then they, they realised they were being stupid, or I think most yeah. people did. We were worrying about toilet paper disappearing again. Yeah. Uh, we thought it was going to be deja poo. <laughs> so people seemed a little bit more... Uh, everyone's fed up with it, obviously, Yeah. Uh, before it even starts, but everyone's a little bit more relaxed about... Well, maybe from my experience, you know, people are a bit more relaxed about a bit more accepting of it and understand yep. why it's happening. At yep. the same time, there was a whale scene down near one of our piers today and hundreds flocked to the pier to go look at it. Right. And it's like, you morons. You know, <laughs> you just, how, much long, how much longer do you want this thing to go on for? Yeah. You know? do you, uh, and, uh, the, the, and then there's been lots of, you know, of course, people, ignorant people on Facebook blaming all sorts of things for and peoples yeah. for the outbreak, and the majority of them blaming uh, the Black Lives Matter protests. Right, saying you, you know, you we're in lockdown. You guys decided to march and protest, and now the whole state's locked down. Well, there's been no cases from that at all whatsoever. Right. But a certain, but a certain religious group ended their their a period of their festivities, and and, and traditionally everyone gets together. And and as families and celebrates and that spread pretty rapidly. Yeah, right. Uh, and so so a lot of the cases, I mean, like 112 cases from one school alone. You know, <sighs> and so you can imagine and that's just the kids. So you don't think the family member and all, so of those 500 cases, there's a lot of them that were yeah centric to one zone, and that's caught that's caused some grief. And yeah, nothing to do with the religion, nothing to do with the people to the people gathering. It's just stupid people or people who don't realise they're doing the wrong thing and it creates a, a problem, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, they said, yeah, if, if the outbreak was from everyone going down to look at a, a whale from a pier, yeah, would people be having to go at them? <laughs> to go at them? Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, there's a bit of angst around the place and the typical, well, I'm not going to let them tell me what I can and can't do. You idiots! And, yeah. um, and now, unfortunately, now all I can I can see every time I hear anyone with that kind of statement is this woman talking. At, I'm not sure if you mentioned this last week. A woman talking at a town hall meeting in the US about not wearing masks, and she walks up and she screams into the microphone. No mask, of course. Screams into the microphone. I I don't wear a mask and I don't wear underwear. Things I've got to breathe, and walks off. <laughs> So, so now, hang time someone says, well, I'm not going to do it with that. I can see this woman saying, I don't wear underwear and I'm not going to wear the mask. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. You know, there's, there's, there's funny stuff in every in every situation, you know. So, um, so the there. kids have been given an extended, yeah, well, absolutely. The kids have been given an extended week school holiday right. um, whilst everyone tries to figure out what to do. 
And uh, but for the, the older kids, like the years 10, 11, 12, the ending of high school, they're they're all going back. Right. And uh, and all all kids will be will be temperature tested at the door yep. and sent home if they have a temperature. Yep. But the kids the kids from kindergarten all the way through to year nine they still don't know what they're going to do with them. Yeah, so we right. won't find that out for another week. Wow. Uh, and more than likely, more than likely, it's going to be back to homeschooling, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be homeschooling. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, yeah. And yeah, proves how resilient kids are. Uh, as soon as they found out, it was like, no, no, nothing, no reaction. Oh, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there, there's no, oh, but I miss my friends and all this sort of stuff. No, it was just like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be no fun. So six more weeks of indoor. Oh, so of course I've had to cancel all my workshops. Yeah. I cancelled one a week ago because my wife was sick right and my kids had a sniffle yep. and so i didn't want to run it just in case and she'd gone and got tested but hadn't got the results back so i cancelled that one then i cancelled this this one this saturday coming up so in two days time well i cancelled i postponed for a couple of weeks yeah and then it's like oh that's yeah but wasn't i postponed because she still hadn't got the result back and yeah, yeah. things th- the state was starting to go a bit you know, cases popped up everywhere, so I thought best to do the right thing. Yeah, and now that's it. So it's another couple of months and no, no business. So Jeez. could be the end of me. Yikes! Yeah, don't have got the energy to fight it a third time. You know. Yeah, but uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, so I was talking to my mate Ken in in Canada, and he's just moved back up from the US during this whole thing because he just yeah you know, his whole business is based around travel yeah of course no one's traveling so he had no. no business and no money and uh so he's moved back home with his mum which he right. love as a middle-aged man <laughs> and uh he, he's, he's saying you know oh, the, yeah, who knows when he'll ever be able to run his business again yeah because it might yeah you know, might not be for another year and then maybe people won't let americans in and they're the majority of his customers yeah so yeah there's all all these sort of things you you don't take into account, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's trying times for us all. Yeah. And you, you New South Wales people, you've been doing fine and happy and dandy and... Well, for the know, moment. Going to work going to work every day. I'm... Yeah, well, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm at work every day and I still work on, you know, one side of two sheets of glass and the person I work with is on the other side of those two sheets of glass. So <laughs> we're pretty safe. Uh, yeah, we sort of maintain our social distancing when we're out of yeah. the studio and yep we're just doing what we can and plugging away and yeah it's all you can do but i'm very much like you i honestly do believe that you know it won't just be victoria that no, gets this no. resurgence it will yeah. eventually creep into new south wales and probably across into south australia and yeah, yeah. well half half the problem being of course is it's school holidays here yeah so a lot of school holiday kids have gone interstate. Like I know, of, I know, uh, I saw one mum saying, "I have to rush back interstate to get my my kid back from the grandparents' house." Yeah. Uh, so that's one, and she's got to go over. She had to rush up there before the lockdown. But I also saw that one of the coastal New South Wales coastal towns had its first case reported today. A Victorian kid on holidays there. Yeah, right. You, you could imagine that, and then most people are dispersing, of course, back to where they belong and. Yeah, that's the thing with viruses. They spread. That's that's what they're bred to do, you know? Yeah. But I just, I just had an idea. Hmm. You're an audio engineer, aren't you? I believe so. And you make audio books, don't you? That I do. What's the average... What's like, What's an average length of time for an audio book? You mean the playing time? Like the run the time. Yeah, the run book? time. Yeah. Look, for, for something that is like your average length piece of fiction which usually runs to you know around 300 to 350 pages you know in a pdf form that will normally translate to somewhere around seven to eight hours of audio oh well that's no good why what about what about like i don't know uh, are there any about sort of 30 minutes long (laughs) that would be called a podcast not an audio book Really? <laughs> Why? Because I was thinking you could go. What episode are we up to? Four seventy-seven. I was thinking you could go back through all the episodes. Yeah. Cut out all the good bits. 
right. and put it together in a podcast in an audio book. <laughs> Tips on photography audio book, <laughs> and we could sell it and make some make some cash. Right. <laughs> so four hundred and seventy four episodes, thirty minute long audio book. We should be almost if we have a long enough intro and outro, we might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to flesh it out. I mean, look what we're doing tonight, for God's sake. I mean, we're already like 10 minutes in and we haven't said anything yet. No. <laughs> we thought the whole thing wouldn't go longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm sure we could, we could, we could, we could, you know, flesh it out to a, a full half hour audio book. And we could probably sell it for 20 bucks. Yeah. A copy? <laughs> sell a copy? How, how, do you, how do you stop people just sharing audio books? But like someone downloads it, they've got the audio file, just giving it to all their friends. Well, it depends. If you're doing it through Audible, they encode it into a proprietary format so it will only play out of their player. Their player. So you yeah. can't just play it out of some other media player and you can you can't just transfer the files to somebody else's device and for them to load it into their Audible app because the audible app will recognize that it hasn't been bought on their account so man you know and i, so, I so if you held like a microphone to the speaker and recorded that is it would it still pick up that it's a it would it still pick up that coding no no that so if you that's held a microphone one way to of it. getting around oh, okay. it so it's a bit like the olden days when we used to record off the radio to hit the top 10 absolutely. songs of the week or whatever okay absolutely could bring all that back, couldn't you? Yeah. I've been experimenting today with some some video uh, software, not video exactly, studio software. Okay. OBS, OBS Studio. Oh, that's what I use for my screen capture stuff for my dark table videos. Well, that's what I've been looking at. It's for brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. It looks good, software. doesn't it? Yeah. So, so me, me and the kids want to do some reaction videos. Right. Reacting to what? <laughs> To, to, well, this is, this is the thing. Who knows? Maybe just us staring at ourselves on the screen. I'm not sure. No, but that's so, uh, what, what, no, what we get what is so is, is I'm going to play a song from my past, yeah. and watch their reactions, and they're going to rate it as they go along with the emojis and scores, right. and then uh, they're going to play one of their songs for me, and I've got to not bash my head through the wall <laughs> awesome. as a reaction. Yeah, or or gouge my ears out with a with a compass or something, you know. Right. Um, so so sh- sharing in each other's musical journey, yeah, and trying to educate them along the way. You know? Right. Uh, because you've got all these, these damn copyright issues. Yeah. Yeah, when you play somebody else's, even even though you're promoting that band and you're promoting that song or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough. So the, maybe I might do some comedy skits as well. Yeah, get them to react to yeah you know, to humour. <laughs> And, and, and see just to see how quick witted they actually are, or possibly not. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so I've been exploring the software today just to, to, to sort of see how that works. And yep. that's, that's pretty cool stuff, isn't it? It's great. It has two different modes. You've got the, the standalone way of just recording something in advance, yep. uh, which will then you know, create a video file of whatever it is you've recorded, presumably you know, your screen. But you can also use it as a live video switcher by creating what are called scenes. And then, you know, you can do live streams, you know, through things like Twitch or YouTube Live. And you can use these, you know, scenes that you've created in advance to do live switching of the video signal. So you can, you know, bring up lower thirds or, you know, put things in little boxes and break the screen up into different elements and all that sort of stuff. and do it live on the fly yeah it's pretty it's pretty clever isn't it it's very clever yeah. and the great thing about it is that it runs on all, all three of the major well there's that but it also runs on all three of the platforms uh, yeah Win- i saw i saw the, the windows mac and the, a penguin and the, yeah and the penguin is linux what's a penguin that's linux really his name is, is tux. that his name is that his name no his name is tux <laughs> Where's the Linux bit come from? <laughs> you were well, not expecting it. Tux. <laughs> That's his Why name. isn't he called Linux? Why isn't he called Linux? Wouldn't that make sense? No. <laughs> I mean, Apple has an Apple symbol. <laughs> you know, Windows has Windows symbol. <laughs> that should be called Penguin. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, 
When you go outside the box too far, you fall off the edge. I think that's what they've done. Nah, the penguin's name is Tux. <laughs> maybe it's maybe penguin. Maybe penguin was taken. Maybe uh, <laughs> penguin. I'm going to look up penguin.com after this. Let's see what comes up. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool stuff. So if anyone's looking at doing some sort of broadcasting or or, or experiment with stuff, it's, it's, it's free of charge. Yeah, OBS or if Studio. you want to do any you know tutorial type stuff where you capture your screen, maybe you just want to show people the way you post process in whatever app you use for post processing. Uh, you can use OBS studio as a capture device to capture either your entire screen or just an application window and save it as a video file and of course then you can we can have like full screen of the outside light room and then your little box with your face talking away is that how you do my duct table videos look yeah really and you can move that little box around so it's not in the way of stuff that's right Oh, very clever. So we're learning something here. Who would have thought that from a podcast? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with anything that anyone's interested in, but that's, 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 that's irregardless, as, as we can oh, now say. I cannot believe Merriam-Webster is now recognising that as a word. Did you see their example they used on the thing? They had oh, no, I vase. Didn't. Oh, that's vase right. came <laughs> over and did. <laughs> And that's a legitimate word now. They they recognise they's as the plural of they, I think, or they but, is. But they is plural. I know. <laughs> it's like sheeps. <laughs> it's like, look at all the pretty sheeps. No. No, I've never had to, me, me and the kids have been discussing that, funnily enough, that exact fact this week, uh, yeah. sheep versus sheep. Yeah. Uh, and they've decided that single sheep are now shep. Right. <laughs> Nice. It, yeah, look at that Shep over there. That Shep, there's a baby Shep there, Dad. Look, and Excellent. then multiple sheep or multiple Sheps become sheep. Excellent. Which you I mean? It's just, I love it's, it. it's just it's far more logical. It's far more logical. So we'll get, we'll get in touch with Miriam and see if she'll change it. That's awesome. Apparently, she's a lovely lady. She's she might be getting a bit senile though, because if she's coming out with days and irregardless as words, she might be time for to hang up the boot. That's just shocking. I mean, I understand that the English language is, is a language that's always in flux, but seriously, that is just No, it's called so Linux, bad. not influx. Linux. It's what? Linux, not influx. You, you, you go back to the last thing we were talking about. <laughs> you said the English language is always in flux. I think you meant Linux, didn't you? No. I oh, meant it's, okay. it's constantly moving. It's... Where's it going to? <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> irregardless. <laughs> Move on irregardless. There we go. Oh, dear. So, I guess we should talk about the stuff we came here to talk about. Yeah. Should we not? Should we? We, sh- should- we should. We should. I- I've got two things only. Yeah. And one relates to last week's podcast. Right. Uh, about the Canon launching their satellite into space. I know. I had this on Canon- my list. With a Canon 5D3. Blew up. I know. It blew up. You, or, or do you mean of your three things? That one was of one of them. Was this? Yeah. So now we're down to four. Well, you just, you know, you just cover it again <laughs> right. with your spin, with your spin on it. Right. Yeah. So I, I watched. I watched the launch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and and it's going up. It's going up. It's, it's like five, six minutes up into. It's already into space. It's got the, the extra burner going. Yeah. And the guy is talking away. Blah blah. And this is what's going to happen next. And then we're transferring to batteries. And as it's talking, I'm watching the velocity still going up, but the altitude's going down. Oh, no. It's like 169, 169.9, And he's going, and he's talking away. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And it still keeps dropping and dropping. And then he goes, um, he goes, oh, we seem to have lost signal at the moment, a a video signal, because it went black. So we'll go back to the control tower, and there's these people to sit in the control tower to stare at the screens doing nothing for about a minute. They came back and said, well, that's it for today from today's things. We've lost their video signal, and we'll talk to you later on. I'm going, dude, I don't think you've lost your signal. I think you've lost the whole thing. Yeah. Because that's the first time I've ever seen that, just sitting there watching the the altitude just plummet. Yeah, right. um, I'm thinking... Oh, I'm thinking. So, so, okay, so that's my take. Back it. Memories tell, tell me. of the uh, '86 Challenger disaster. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, we all remember where we were that day. Uh, My kids no. are hopeless. I can't remember it at all. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I said, I say to him, I say, do you remember where you were that day? They go, Dad, we weren't born. <laughs> and they call that an excuse. Yeah, well, that, that, that proves you know, this whole you know, reincarnation thing obviously doesn't work because you wouldn't forget that. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was, it wasn't quite so disastrous, obviously, because there wasn't no. people on board. No. Um, but, and, 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 uh, but it was interesting. I mean, there's, I love it. There was an anomaly Yes. Yeah, it went down instead of up. That's a fair, yeah. that's a fair, anom- that's a fair that's anomaly, though. Fairly significant anomaly. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, yeah, that, I think there was a few other satellites on board as well. I mean, the thing is, they keep blowing up these bay rockets. Yeah. How, how many 5D Mark III's of us cannon have laying around? They might run out. They could. They might have to redesign the whole thing for Mark IVs. Well, that might uh, improve the resale value. Of the Mark III's, because there's less of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If there's less of them as, around, as, they'll go up in value. As, <laughs> as, destro- as destroyed by rockets. Yeah. God, crazy stuff. Because that's my take on that story. Now, you, you, say, you say the story again with your take on it. <laughs> I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running the link will be in the show notes much appreciated now back to the podcast uh well my take is um you remember we were talking last week about canon we're going to send a 5D3 into space attached to a satellite that's right we, we didn't know why it wasn't a 4 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it turns out that they launched the rocket yeah. and the rocket crashed. It crashed. And they they lost everything that was on board. It all all got demolished. Where did it land? Uh, did I it don't crash know. Crash on people? Somewhere on the ground. Wasn't so sure it didn't hit water cuz water takes like 90% of the earth. I mean to land on land is going to be pretty unlikely. I have no idea cuz I don't know where they What's launched. What's your story, it, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're going to bring up a story, please have some more information on it. Right. I'm doing <laughs> at an ad. At the very least. <laughs> I'm doing so an it's ad. gone. It's gone, Adam. Exactly. <laughs> just, just the headlines. Uh, headlines and a link. That's our Adam. Um, <laughs> What's your so, story? So, wow. So well, I wonder, what, they, I wonder what, they were, what it was planned for. What was the project they were putting up there in the first place? And realistically, what the hell's Canon doing getting into space with telescopes and cameras attached to them uh, what, what, what their motivation was what their reasoning behind spending all that money good question i thought it was <laughs> and uh, i mean that when they're struggling finance apparently there's going to be some their next announcement's going to be huge like it sounds like they're going to release a whole stack of product like a whole stack like, like a, one of the biggest announcements they've done in years so right i, I kind of figured yeah you know, and i thought about that i haven't I haven't looked into any articles about it but i thought if, if if you want to make a bang these days not literally with their rocket blowing up yeah. if you want to make a bang just <laughs> releasing a camera you know it's kind of a bit you know same same so mm. or even just a camera and a couple of lenses so they, they want to bring out an entire new system you would think you know Hmm. Or you know, something like multiple cameras, multiple lenses, multi, you know, a really like a almost like you're rebranding the company sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what they. Well, I think it's coming out in July sometime. Do, so. do you realise we've 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 just missed a massive opportunity to have a dig at the Kiwis? For what? Well, because they launched the the rocket. Oh, it was from New, it was New Zealand, it, was it? It took off from the North Island of New Zealand. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. I'm reading the uh, the press release that Canon um, put out on June 16. Uh, yeah, so it was launching from the southern tip of the Mahai Peninsula on the east coast of New Zealand's North Island. It didn't go as high as they were expecting. No, that's right. <laughs> CSAT-1B is a 67-kilogram microsatellite which can resolve 90-centimetre objects on the ground from space. Do you know what it's called now? Wow. Do you know what it's called now? No. C-flat-1B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when they're talking about having a pancake lens, they really, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. mean having a pancake lens, you know? <laughs> 
Wow. That's that's pretty impressive, though. Like, from space to resolve an object that's 90 centimetres across at ground level. That's pretty impressive. It is. I just don't know why why they'd be doing it. Well, maybe Especially when there's there's sort of satellites up there that have got better than that resolution already. It's not like that's anything groundbreaking as far as resolution is concerned. It's quite possible that, you know, places like DARPA and the US military might have higher res stuff up there already, but maybe this was going to be something that was a test bed for potential future, you know, commercial applications that would be available, you know, like a, a more high res version of Google Maps, for example. I don't know. Be, it wouldn't be allowed. It wouldn't be allowed. The government what? wouldn't allow it. So it's the same reason. It's the same reason why um, Google Earth can only resolve to a certain. That, 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 that what they're using for Google Earth can resolve a hell of a lot better, but it's restricted, right? Because of the things they may photograph, they're not supposed to, right? Uh, I mean, they can resolve. They can resolve car license plates from space. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's the same. Same thing with GPS. So yep. GPS could resolve to a lot closer than, than it the already 10 does. meters that it does. Yeah, but it's, it's restricted by. US government and all sorts of other people right. who who won't allow it because of military implications and so on. Yeah, right. So, wow. And that's not conspiracy theory. That's actually known fact. There's, there's, limit, there's restrictions on what they're allowed to do. Yeah. So it's, it's curious. I don't, I don't really know what they would have been up to. But speaking of space, just once I think about it, yeah. uh, there's a comet that's appeared called Neowise. N-E-O-Y-S, which in the Northern Hemisphere right now, just Mm. before sunrise, it's a big visible comet in the sky. Oh, wow. Uh, And a little bit later in the month, it'll be visible uh, to south of Australia, southern Australia. Right. But uh, it'll be dimming by that stage. So we don't don't know how much of it, how much brightness will have to be, whether it'll be a a naked eye object. But yeah, it's right. uh, if you do you remember a comet Hale Bop from about I don't know fifteen yep. years ago? Yep. it's like that. It's as good as that. Oh, okay. So it's a big, visible, naked eye comet with a yeah. good tail and and pretty cool to see. Nice. Uh, but so, so then speaking of space, the International Space Station astronauts took a photo of it uh, from space over the curvature of the Earth. Oh, nice. So so you can see you can see the curve of the Earth and this comet in the distance going past. It's pretty. It's pretty darn cool. Nice. It's so cool, I didn't even bother getting the link to it or even doing anything <laughs> with it. I just remembered it just then. So if you want, if you want to find that image, Neo-wise, International Space Station, there it is. And um, I've never seen anything like I mean, you can imagine that seeing a comet from space over the top of the Earth. It's, yeah. yeah it's, like when they see, it's like when they see the aurora from space, you know. It's such a completely different viewpoint. Yeah. You know? Uh, so my, my my only other thing is uh, a camera called Pixie has yep. been uh, finally, uh, it's been around for a little while, but it's uh, finally being an, uh, uh, open for bookings. You can actually um, place orders for it now, but I think it's yep. pre-order for it. But this is one sexy, sexy, I mean, this is probably the sexiest looking camera I've ever seen in my life. For me, I just think it is the, the bomb. Okay. The only problem is it has no memory card. And it has no um, no screen, which I you, like. You like mean it, it doesn't it's... have a memory card slot? Yeah, no memory card slot. Right. Yeah. So it's got four gig internal, and everything else is Wi-Fi to your right. phone or whatever. But this is one. It takes, it's a it's a it's a rangefinder Leica M series mount camera that I tell you, oh, I love. It's just, it's just, it's just the epitome of style, this camera. It me. does look good. But it's, it's a like good-looking camera. It's gorgeous. And have you seen that little LCD panel on top of the camera? Yeah. Just how beautifully designed that is. It's great. It's just gorgeous, yeah. It is a beautiful-looking camera. But it's 3300 US dollars. Youch. Yeah, it's like it's just, and it's and for the uh, the people who are mad about their megapixels, you'll be horribly disappointed by its twelve, <laughs> 12. megapixel resolution. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, but that's but that's some seriously beautiful design work. You know, whoever's, yeah. whoever's done the design on that, I think it's a, it's a, that's a gorgeous camera. Yeah, it's kind of what. Yeah, you look at all these old, older style cameras, and I know there was a, a whole retro thing with the Olympuses and the Canon and the so the Fujis and that, but they kind of. 
all they really did was make modern cameras look like old cameras, which is obviously what the retro bit, but they didn't take that older styling and the new stuff and meld and come out with something new, something something stylistically different. Yep. And that's what I love about that. It's, it's, it's kind of that blend of old and new technologies and pretty darn cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, so if the Pixie people want to send me one, and oh, some lenses too because I can't afford them either, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy to give it a road test for you. Yeah. Speaking of road test, are you any closer on your on your thought process for uh, where you're going to go? Nothing further as yet, other than we've pretty much ruled out any chance of getting down to Ayers Rock. You probably ruled out any chance of Victoria too, I'd imagine. <laughs> Oh, yes, definitely. Um, So we're thinking, yeah, definitely sort of staying up around the top end of the Northern Territory, Uh, definitely do Litchfield National Park, probably over to, oh, I can't think of the name of the other national park, the one that's over to the east of the road that runs down to Catherine, but yeah. So probably, uh, you know, just doing all of the top end of the Northern Territory. Nice, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Lots, to it. lots of lovely photo opportunities. Totally. And and what lens are you going to be using? Well, hopefully, the Tamron twenty eight to two hundred. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, won't it? Yeah, that would be if, awesome. You get some some really cool shots with that, and I mean that that should be no problem. That there should be no problem. I've, you know, I've got that from the the head guy himself, so cool. um, there should be no drama getting one for you. Yeah. But, so I'm, and this is an unprecedented surge. Yeah. So uh, very much looking forward to giving that lens a, a good workout on the holiday. And yeah. I, I, I reckon, you know, based on the specs of having read up about it, it just seems like the perfect travel lens. Yeah, absolutely. Really, it really does. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, so very, very we, keen we, to give we, that we, we eagerly await your review. Yes, absolutely. All righty. So a couple so other that's stories all right stuff. that so I picked up. So what you got up. to talk about? What are you going to talk about? What are you talking about? Have you got this... some stuff? What have you got? <laughs> Pro photo. Yes. Air X. Yeah. This is, I, I, I don't know if you call it a protocol or if you call it a product in its own right, but basically this will allow you to sync your Pro Photo studio lighting to your smartphone. So you can use your smartphone for genuine off-camera flash studio photography. Now, everything I've seen so far mentions iPhone, so I don't know whether there's Android support, but even if there isn't, it's a interesting new avenue for, you know, light manufacturers to go down. You know, the idea of being able to do this sort of stuff with your phone... And they're saying synchronization up to a 25,000th of a second. Oosh. Yeah, that's impressive. The, um, the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and they're trying to say, oh, we're awesome. I, I'll just look just into a quick Google. Uh, Alan Crom plans flash triggering iPhone app 17 September 2010. <laughs> This guy, how I use Trick Flash to wirelessly trigger an Elencrum from my phone. So there's all, there seems to be maybe a few people out there come up with systems that allow it to to trigger already. So it's interesting, right. isn't it? Uh, but this oh, might be the first on, like, there's, there's genuine... An update at the, there's, an up, there's a couple of updates at the bottom end of the post, and the last one says, Update, Profoto has confirmed to DIY Photography that an Android version is in the works. They cannot promise a release date nor a list of supported devices, but say they are working very hard to get an Android app ready and supporting as many high-end Android smartphones as possible. So, you know, look, even if it, you know, doesn't roll out in an Android version straight away, I still think it's an exciting area uh, of development, you know, of... Yeah, for sure. The, the tech, I, I, you know, I, I would love to, especially like my, my small speed lights, I'd love to be able to trigger a flash yeah. with them. You know, that'd be, it'd be, it'd be very cool, you know? Well, imagine being able to go out on the shoot and the heaviest thing, you know, that you had to take was your, your lighting. Yeah. You yeah. Know, not having to it carry... usually is, though, Bruce. <laughs> 
Say what? If you go out for if you go out for a proper shoot with full on lighting gear, it usually is the lighting suits that are fast. <laughs> yeah, you use lighting stands, your two or three heads, your soft boxes. <laughs> that tends to all add up. <laughs> but uh, not also having to carry you know, all the all your camera gear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's awesome. I, I, I'd love to have a play with it. It'd be it'd be uh, very cool. I might uh, see if I can. Hunt around for the pro photo people, see if they can loan me one when it's all up and running and give it a test. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, someone like you who, you know, really enjoys taking photos with your smartphone, it's just the natural progression that you would get excited by something like this. I, I am, but thankfully it's not a video uh, video podcast. <laughs> and the so last what else thing, you got? What, what, what other final thing on your little the list final thing I've got? <laughs> I, I'm just going to read the opening sentence because I thought this was beautiful. This is probably the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. But is this, so is this is this the, is this the article opening or is this you, you your commentary? No, no, this is me reading the blog post. Oh, okay, because I'm kind of thinking if it's coming from you. I mean, some of the stuff but, you probably read. But Getty Images is apparently going to be the, quote, dedicated in-game sports photographers, end quote, for the FIA Certified Gran Turismo Championships. Yes, that's right. Video game screenshots are now photography, according to Getty. (laughs) Now, Now, it's not as silly as it sounds. Why isn't it? Well... What's not happening around the world at the moment? People aren't doing sports. The, 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 the tr- sports. But motor racing drivers are doing electronic sports. They're, doing, they're going online and doing races online, yep. like NASCAR races. Yep. And for, so there is a professional online sports, sports system, as in actual yep. professional, real races, everything else. Now, if you can do, take photos in the real world of the, of the people racing... Yep. The, the, why can't they take photographs of the fake world <laughs> racing? Because people still want to report. People still want to report on what happened in the race, do they not? True. Do they not want to sit there and hit pause and screenshot everything? If you're where you could go to Getty and get your images, like you always have done as a reporter. Yeah. So uh, I don't it know. Actually it actually it actually makes sense. You. Now, about to me, well, here's the thing though. About 15 years ago, uh, I was at a future. I was at a, fu- a futurist, a photography futurist convention. I remember you telling us this story. Yeah, yeah. So, so 15 years ago, I said for Second Life, which is the the yep. um, online other as it's known, 3D your, your world, other life, yep. which which has an economy bigger than Ireland. Right. Okay. Uh, not an island, Ireland, I-R-E-L-A-N-D, Ireland yeah. itself. So the economy in Second Life is bigger than an entire real-world country. Wow. There you go. And this this futurist said, uh, was asking, so where, where do people see photography going? You know, what's, what's, and not one person at this futurist conference had an idea. This guy was an, an analyst from, from uh, MIT. Uh, and I, so I came up with, well, my vision is that this is for camera stores. I said, you open up a, a fake camera store in Second Life and you sell cameras to these characters who walk around and they take photos with it of them and their friends and the places they go and see and then they can print them out for a cost in the real world and people make money. So you, know, you sell the cameras, you sell the, the films, the stuff that... All, all the normal stuff, the different lenses, the flash guns, and they all have online effects... Yeah. That can then be printed out in the real world, and he was like, "Nah, this is this is, this is a futurist from MIT couldn't see it." I still then I believed it, and I still believe it now. So when I see something like that saying that Getty are now photographing, makes perfect sense to me because that's a logical progression. If everything was now done online, if we couldn't, if 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 this pandemic was far worse and everyone in the world was locked down, yeah, weddings. Funerals, everything would be done on, would be watched only online. Yeah. I mean, look at all these people who all of a sudden started doing boudoir, online Zoom boudoir sessions, <laughs> Zoom family portraits, Zoom. You know, it's it's the same thing, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. except okay. you're photographing real people rather than yeah, you know, an animated car, but that's being driven by real people. Yeah. 
So you can think about it. Like, yeah, yeah, the the soccer games, the football game, all this stuff can be played. Yeah, with eighteen people aside, Australian rules. 18 people playing on the one ground for one team and, and actually playing a game, well, why would you be photographing the highlights? Yeah, the stuff that's happening. And you do it you know, the same way. You'd be a photographer on the sideline, you'd have a big lens, you'd only be tracking one small part of the action and what you're capturing is what, what no one else is capturing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this get, Getty, to me, are, are ahead, of the, ahead of the curve and in 20 years' time, maybe... Yeah, it may be just a completely taken for granted, accepted thing. And you'll see in the newspapers, pictures, I mean, pictures of of electronic events that happened on the weekend in the sports section. Okay. Yeah, because that's how a lot of stuff's going to happen, yeah. There's already so many things that happen happen online. I mean, the gaming industry is so freaking huge. Oh, it's massive. It's far bigger than than Hollywood and Bollywood combined. Yeah. So you think there's not a way, people aren't going to be out there trying to monetize every possible way out of that, and photography's got to be one of them, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Mark my words, Mark. So if anyone out there is a computer whiz, who could visualise this stuff, get in touch with me. We'll work on stuff together, and I've got all sorts of ideas on this stuff. Nice. So, yeah, so so it, I know it seems ludicrous. Yeah. But, you know, let's say there was a really amazing stack on that car race. Yeah. Which is, once again, racing for real points and real money and with real sponsors and real drivers, real professional drivers driving it. Yeah. And it's a pretty spectacular crash. Are you going to sit there and watch through the two hours of video to fight to, and then freeze that moment or, yeah, and then capture that and then write the article about it for your newspaper? Or are you going to spend a dollar and get it off Getty because someone's already done it for you? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's there. So, so I agree. It sounds ludicrous, but. Yeah, Okay. Often the future stuff does seem weird. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, look what's happening. This is actually well, happening, you know? I certainly will not argue with you over the size of the, you know, yeah. the industry in financial terms. It is yeah. absolutely huge. I think it's, right. you know, hundreds of billions of dollars per year uh, between, you know, what's spent on R&D and then what's yeah. taken in in, you know, sales of games and uh, exactly. extra downloadable content. And, uh, I mean, and remember, so we're, we're only ways. in the infancy of gaming, too. I mean, gaming's really only been around, what, 40 years? Yep. Not even, realistically. I mean, gaming of any real sort of quality, 30 years? Yep. Of anything that's even remotely lifelike? 15 years, 10 yep. years. Yep. You know, I just I just watched uh, I watched a video uh, a week or two ago, a promo video for this company is developing this this real life engine, this engine that drives this particular game that runs on PlayStation 5. Yep. And oh my god. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about you can see particles of dust fl- that you disturb and make flush up yep. floating through the air, the sunlight in front of you. Yeah? yeah, it is the most realistic, most incredible. So you can think about, well, what, what's the sport going to look like yeah. with that sort of engine behind it? And again, oh, it's <coughs> phenomenal. It's, only, it's early days. Like the the rendering that is happening now is yep. just phenomenal. I'm you know I I'm not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. The only game that I ever play was Colin McRae rally. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I look at the various iterations of that game over the last 12 to 14 years and yeah. seeing how far the everything, like the, the shading and the yeah. polygon yeah. rendering and everything about it is just mind-blowing. It's to the point now where you look at it and go, this could almost be video. It is that <laughs> just well, that close. Well, take that. Four steps further, yeah, and that's what this new engine does. Yeah, it is. It is that it blows away all that stuff you talked about. How amazing it is, blows it away. Yeah, I mean, blows it away, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, it's it's, it's such an exponential jump, and this is the first iteration for a brand new game system that's not even out yet. So I mean, in a two three years time, once they know how to work the stuff properly, God knows what they're going to be coming out with. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, maybe he's getting in and Getty's getting in as a loss leader early, knowing that in the future there'll be the people to go to because you know they were there first. Who knows? Yeah. God, we fleshed that little buddy two second crappy article out quite a bit, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> didn't 
too bad for our 10-minute podcast. And we, and we stretched our 10-minute podcast out into 50. That's not bad, is it? I mean, the amount of crap we can talk. I tell you. I mean, it's you, you go on and on and on and on. I'll sit here and go, can I get a word in? But otherwise, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's the same thing every week, isn't it, mate? <laughs> it is. One day I'm going to host the show myself so I can, so I can talk. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this All has right. been good. This is this is this is this is this has been a joy to chat to you. I've, yeah. I've, uh, I was in a, a pretty pretty down and flat mood earlier. I've got to oh. say, pretty just a bit morose, and you cheered me up no end, Excellent. allowing me to listen to my own voice for an hour. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, when, I, when I got off the phone God call the other day with Ken, from, let from, me do it. So. <laughs> I'm married, you know. Um, I got off the phone from Ken the other day from in Canada. We were talking for like an hour or so, and I hung up. My wife turns to me. She goes, "Oh, did he, did he get to say anything at all?" Like, what are you mean? He said hello. Uh, uh, awesome. Well, hopefully, there's a bit more news in the old photo world next week, and yep. we can have a. Uh, actually, I, I, I will send out a little a little call out. We just have to pull this up for a sec. To when I, last time I was over in well, the last couple of times I've been over in Perth with uh, Seng from yeah. from uh, from uh, what's his name of his company uh, Venture Photography uh, doing workshops with him met a lovely guy called Steve Steve Marajanic Janic I can't pronounce his surname lovely 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 guy lost his battle to cancer last night yeah. you know. And uh, and so it's really affected their their the the Perth community over there. He was, he was a, you know a big figure and really well known. And sadly, it's his birthday today. Oh jeez. Okay. So you go to Facebook and always people coming on. Yeah, Facebook. Oh, it's Steve's birthday today. So everyone jumps onto Facebook to wish him a happy birthday, and that's how they found out he's passed. You yeah. know. Uh, so uh, Steve's favourite beer is Carlton Draft. So if anyone's having a beer this weekend. Get a carton draft if it's available to you, and raise one for Steve. Yeah. So we'll love to end the podcast on a high note. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. So, so right, yeah. Mate, so will the, you have so the Perth, yeah. I will. I, well, Dad, I'm locked in with the kids, but yeah. What can you do? I made Stay them do the gardening. In the back, I made, well, I made them do the gardening in the backyard today, so that's a good start, you know. Yeah. So uh, awesome! Actually, actually, both kids—they're really hankering to get rabbits. Oh, uh, okay. They want to get some rabbits, so they're doing absolutely everything perfectly. They're making the bed, they're cleaning the room, <laughs> they're taking away the dishes, they're washing them, put them in the dish. Every damn thing's been done perfectly. So we're going to string this out for like at least until the end of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> have, have perfect children for six weeks. They deserve a rabbit if they can keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. Excellent. Well, you have a lovely week, everybody, and um, we'll talk next week and stuff. Excellent. All right, mate. <laughs> Catch ya. Bye, y'all. Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.com quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.